Welcome to the Four Verticals Podcast, your home for all things football. This week I'm joined by Villanova quarterback Daniel Smith. Smith put up electric numbers for the Wildcats last year, tying for second in the FCS in passing touchdowns and leading his team to a playoff appearance. Welcome to the Four Verticals Podcast. Today I'm joined by Villanova quarterback Daniel Smith. Daniel, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. So if you could start out by just giving us a little bit of uh, your football background, kind of, um, you know, pre-high school, different teams you may have played on, and some of the experiences you may have had. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, growing up, I just played locally. Um, then I went to a private high school for my freshman year um, called Flint Hill School. It's in uh, Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, played running back for uh, for a year there, actually. Um, and then decided I wanted to go back to the public school, be with my friends, uh, stuff like that. And uh, ended up switching back to quarterback and playing, starting for about two and a half years there. Um, went to Campbell at college, or at high school, um, for three years. Uh, redshirt my freshman year, played for two years, and uh, spent the last year at Villanova. So tell me, um, were there any uh, specific games maybe from high school or, you know, friends that you made along the way or memories that stand out to you now? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, one of uh, my my best friend that goes to uh, Virginia Tech, he's going to graduate here pretty soon from uh, the architecture school there. Uh, he's, a, he's a smart dude. Um, I actually met him through like the seven on seven league. Uh, he went to my high school, but it was that kind of going into that sophomore year before I, uh, before I was really at the school yet. Um, it was that summer leading into it, and we had a seven-on-seven seven tournament, and we ended up riding out together because we'd done some workouts together um, with the team, and we actually ended up becoming uh, really, really good friends. And to this day, we're, we're still uh, really close and talk on a very consistent basis. Um, and as far as uh, games i mean i met so many other people too but i mean you remember a lot of the games and the feelings you have with the people who are around you um and my junior year we went to a state championship and the whole season um you kind of felt like the momentum for us and you know every game felt like one that we were in control of and we felt like it was our destiny kind of to go all the way through and, and win that state championship um unfortunately we fell short in that state championship and then uh, my senior year we lost a majority of the guys who played so we were um not thought to do as well as the previous year uh went back out and had four games where we had to win on the final drive um finished a regular season 10 and 0 lost in the state semifinals uh at 13 and 1 but uh you know a lot of those games i remember kind of the feel of it and and just being with the guys and you you remember a lot of the workouts and the practices more than the games even because um, you create a lot of memories behind the scenes. Yeah, no, definitely. So building off of that and a lot of, you know, high-pressure situations and, like you said, a lot of comebacks and throughout all that, um, do you have, like, a specific game where, you know, you guys, that really stands out to you, maybe a certain play? Uh, yeah, I got I got two. Um, the first one was my senior year against uh, Potomac Falls. Uh, the whole game, their defense played extremely well. Um, we couldn't really – we moved the ball all right, but we hurt ourselves with penalties a little bit. Um, and we struggled to get the ball in the end zone ultimately, which is 
Uh, it's tough to win if you don't get the ball in the end zone. So we get the ball back with, I'd say, a little over a minute, a little under a minute, somewhere around there, um, down 21-20, or down 20, uh, 20 to 14. Um, we got to go all the way down the field and score a touchdown. And we have like a second, second down, third down, and like six. And one of our guys goes just on a go route. We had two goes with a comeback on the outside. And, uh, one of the, the go, one of the goes got past the safety and I just kind of let it go downfield. Uh, and he caught it in the end zone for a touchdown. And I remember the whole game, we couldn't get anything down the field on that team. So it was, it's kind of ironic how that's how we ended up winning that game. Um, and then the final game of the year was we were uh, going for first or second place in the region, and uh, we played Broad Run, who was, I think, 8-1 and one at the time, so they were still playing for first or second place as well. And we were down 28-42 to 42 with about five minutes left. Ended up, we scored. They went all the way down the field, and we blocked the field goal with about a minute left. Uh, went all the way down the field on a long pass, first play. Uh, a couple of plays later, I found the end zone. I uh, went for two and got it, and ended up winning the game, uh, forty-three to forty-two. That's awesome. Now tell me, um, with all that great play and moving forward past high school, can you walk us a little bit through the recruiting process, kind of how that went for you, and how you ultimately ended up deciding on Campbell? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know how uh, how recruiting can be. Um, it's a long process. It can be exhausting, um, but it can be really fun as well. Uh, so my sophomore, junior year, I kind of went through, I went to camps, um, several places, but, you know, wasn't really getting a lot of looks. Uh, and it wasn't really thought to my junior year that our, our team uh, was noticed by uh, a lot of the colleges around because that's when we started to get really good. And we had a lot of talent on that uh, team my junior year. So after that year, I start. I got a lot more looks, and I was I was getting recruited by a few different schools, mostly Ivy League. Um, I know William and Mary recruited me. Uh, Richmond was recruiting me for a while. Uh, a couple of the CAA schools, uh, Villanova, recruited me for a little bit, and um, never got an offer. And then going in the whole my whole senior year, I was kind of waiting on it, uh, still being pursued by these schools. And uh, after the year ended, I didn't have any offers. And Campbell came in, and uh, they saw me in person. Uh, they sat me down, talked to me, brought me on campus, offered me. Um, and at the time, it was my only offer. And uh, when I went and visited the school, I really uh, liked what the what the coaches were trying to do there. And uh, the guys in the team really welcomed me in. Um, and they, they they had kind of that family feeling that I felt from high school, and uh, that that ultimately drove me to go there. So when you got there, you ended up uh, putting on some great performances. I believe your sophomore year, putting up some uh, high school um, leaderboard records. Um, what eventually led to your decision to uh, move on from the program? Uh, so after my redshirt sophomore year. Uh, I had struggled physically staying healthy during the season. Um, and I, I remember I had the opportunity to graduate and I knew I wanted to start grad school the following fall. Um, but I'd never really discussed with anybody, uh, trying to be, trying to transfer, uh, as a graduate transfer or anything. And, um, as time went on more and more, I kind of thought to myself that I could play at a higher level and that I wanted to show that 
if I wanted to play at the next level, I had to play against better competition uh, week in and week out. And uh, I took a chance on that and felt like Villanova and the CAA especially was a was a tough conference, um, tough competition, and would give me exactly what I wanted. So once you ended up uh, transferring over to Villanova, how did you uh, handle the adjustment moving on to a different you know, coaching staff, new players, new city, and, you know, the whole nine yards? Uh, yeah, um, you know, first and foremost, uh, adjusting to the new roster uh, was was the biggest thing that I felt like I, I needed to fit in with the guys, that I needed to be become a part of that team and not just be a guy that comes in and contributes, but is, is kind of by himself, um, even socially. So uh, a lot of the guys on the team welcomed me in. Um, I remember one of my first days there, uh, I got there in the summer, and Forrest Ryan, our captain linebacker, and Justin Covington, our captain running back, are in my room with me and my parents while we're like moving stuff in, giving me their numbers, like, hey, if you need absolutely anything, call us, text us. Um, we'll, we'll do whatever we can to help you out. And uh, that, that meant a lot because I felt like, you know, they accepted me for who I was and, and, and wanted me to be a part of the team. And uh, I know for a, a lot of transfers, it might not always be that way. You know, it's great to hear a good experience um, coming over. And obviously, you're reflected on the football field, especially with a strong finish last season, coming up with 18 total touchdowns um, to finish the season with zero interceptions in that run. Tell me, um, what kind of came together for you at the end of the year to kind of put on that amazing run? Um, I don't think I can uh... – take credit for that without, you know, uh, saying how well my teammates played during that time. You know, D-Will, as a true freshman stepping in um, and having his first career start having to be JMU, uh, he came in and, you know, he did what not a lot of people probably expected a, a true freshman to do. And, um, you know, he's going to be very, very good in the future. Uh, my receivers played very well down the stretch. You know, Zach Kirkston getting a couple of touchdowns late in the year, not after not having any all year. Um, Changa Hodge really blew up the last couple of games of the year. And uh, Jaron Hayek, even though he struggled during that middle part of the year a little bit, he had a good early part of the year and finished really strong. Um, so we're just, we're just excited because we get to carry on the end of last year where we were playing really, really well uh, into the off season into next year. And we, we can build upon that and hopefully um, put up even better numbers, even bigger numbers than last year. Yeah, definitely something to look forward to. I know your season didn't exactly end the way you guys wanted to with an absolute heartbreaker against uh, Southeast Louisiana. Um, can you kind of tell us, you know, the feeling of playing in the playoffs and, you know, the overall atmosphere and what you guys are hoping to learn from that game and build off on this year? Uh, well, the, the first thing we can learn from that game is we need to finish. Um, we came out in that third quarter and uh, we didn't, play the way we needed to, to 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 finish that game. I think the way that third quarter went is what gave them um, kind of that motivation and that, that feeling that they could play with us. And I think uh, if we had just gone out that first drive in the third quarter um, and take a few minutes off the clock, go down, score a touchdown, I, I think we could have ended the game right there. Um, but, you know, the, the atmosphere was um, unlike anything else I've, I've played in front of, honestly, um, especially because – you know, I don't know anything about Southeast Louisiana, so we get there and it's this small school out in the middle of nowhere, which might not be a small school, but it kind of seemed uh, off on its own. And there's their students showed up, 
um, on Thanksgiving weekend. It was a pretty crowded place, and, you know, they, it was a good atmosphere. They, they brought it. So tell me, what's one thing that you and also your team, you know, are really trying to focus in on maybe a point of improvement, whether it be a mechanics thing or just an overall aspect of your game um, that, you know, you're really focusing in on? Like I said before, I think finishing uh, is the biggest thing for us. Um, all three games, all four games that we lost uh, this past year, we were either winning at halftime or winning going into the fourth quarter. Um, but we had a lead at some point in the second half. Uh, and uh, a couple of the games we had a big lead going into the second half. So uh, I think we need – I think that starts in the weight room. It's, it's a mentality. Um it's finishing everything you do. It's finishing each rep. It's finishing each set. It's finishing in the classroom. Um, and I, th- I think our guys have responded well to that, and I think you're going to see next year that, that we finish a lot better. So I know that you um, have a really special talent in being able to be a dual-threat quarterback, moving the ball with your feet but also through the air. Um, how did you end up you know, developing the skill and maybe you know the – pocket presence to be able to create a play sometimes out of nothing? Um, I don't know if it's something you can, you can create. I think it's something you have um, and you can kind of master through just repetition and practice and film. Um, and, and I think that it's something that I have a very good feel for, uh, but it's something that I, I still try to improve on every day because even though, it may seem like sometimes I look calm or, or whatever. Sometimes I'm freaking out back there and I need to, you know, get better at, you know, keeping my feet calm, tracking the pocket and, and keep my eyes outfield. And, and instead of running around trying to make something happen, is I can make it happen from the pocket still. Because, um, you know, our offensive line is very, very good and we have everybody coming back. So I, I got to put more trust in those guys. While taking time and watching film, uh, is there any particular player that, you know, you may – you know, see a little bit of yourself in and, or, you know, try and take different things from different uh, quarterbacks games. Is there any, you know, handful of guys or guy that you think, you know, you can learn some more stuff from at the next level? Uh, I, I think one guy that I can feel out from is Drew Brees. Um, physically, our the comparison between us is, uh, is pretty similar. And uh, I think that he is so good pre-snap with his mind and he gets the ball out of his hands so quickly and doesn't have to take hits and has playmakers that can make plays with the ball. Um, is very comparative to what I have at Villanova. It's just a bunch of weapons that if I just get the ball out to them, that they'll make plays and make me look good. Um, uh, that, that's one guy that I've looked at like, Hey, like I think this is something I can be really good at because I know I'm never going to be the one with the strongest arm. I'm never going to have the best arm in the world, but I can I can make enough throws and uh, use my mind to put me in good positions to make those throws. Throughout your years of playing football, has there ever been a particular coach that you know has really stood out to you, and maybe the way that he leads his team, or has you know kind of mentored you and you know helped you really build your football status? Yeah, I've had a couple coaches uh, along the way who have really um, impacted me and uh, shaped shaped the way that I play football and the way that I, I prepare and, and approach the game. Um, the first one being in high school, I had a, a coach my senior year named uh, Chris Brown. Uh, he 
pretty much came in and introduced a bunch of new passing concepts for our offense that we didn't have my junior year that really opened up our playbook and made us a little more unpredictable um, from my junior to senior year. And, uh, you know, he sat down with me at a time where, like, you know, you can watch film, but do you know how to watch film correctly? Do you know what to look for? Um, and, and he did. And he uh, just, just throughout my senior year teaching me uh, little tips and tricks uh, on the field and film um, and, and then just improving my football knowledge uh, immensely throughout my senior year. And then my two years that I played at Campbell, uh, my offensive coordinator, David Marsh, um, who has been under some incredible football minds at uh, UCLA and Texas A&M in the past, um, he he knew a lot about football and was a real student and teacher of the game. And uh, being a guy who was in the Marines, uh, he kind of had that discipline, uh, structure, responsibility uh, factor that, that held people in check, that held people accountable. Um, and I like that because it, it was it taught me how to how to lead and how to hold people accountable while still being able to keep a relationship with them and and not have it taken personally. What would you say would be the biggest obstacle or roadblock that you faced so far in your football career? Um, I mean, in high school, uh, I was told I was too short, so uh, that's always been one chip on my shoulder. Um, Maybe if I'm a little taller, I I don't have recruiting struggles. But, I mean, it's life. Who knows how it goes any other way. Um, I wouldn't trade it because my height, everything makes me who I am. Um, but that, that's probably the biggest struggle I've had because uh, I, I think that I have the ability to, to do a lot and, and change change a game with an offense. Um, but I, I never really got a bunch of opportunities out of high school. Yeah, no, and like you said, it's, you know, the experiences, and I mean, I'm sure it's all worked out for the better as in your, in your great I position right now. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I'm, I'm happy with with where I'm at right now, and uh, I don't think I could be in a better spot currently. Now, growing up when you were a little bit younger, was there any uh, people that kind of influenced you to get into football or, you know, maybe guys you saw on TV that, you know, kind of built your love for the game? You know, I don't know what made me want to play football. Uh, I don't know what it was, but I just remember one day I told my parents, hey, like, sign me up for football. I want to play. And I still remember my mom didn't want me to like it. Like, she she didn't think I would because she didn't think I would like getting hit or I'd like hitting people because my brother didn't uh, very much, I don't think. Uh, so when I signed up, the first day I came back and I loved it, my mom my mom was shocked and you know, a little scared, but uh, I think she's uh, okay with it now. <laughs> so, um, you know, going through all the um, experiences that you have, what do you think is the one thing that, you know, you've learned the most from playing the game of football? The, the one thing I've, I've learned is, in football is the ultimate team sport, right? So, you can't do no no one person can take over a football game enough to to win a game for a team if the other team is, is playing together. So I, I've learned mostly that like you need people around you supporting you. Um, it, it, it makes you stronger. It, it helps your cause. 
when you have people and when you are working together, like in football, you got ten other people on the field who, if they all do their job, that things can go very smoothly. They can, they can go perfectly, and and you can go right down the field and score a touchdown, and that's the goal. So if, in life, if you if you work together at a common goal with other people, you know, you can come to that common ground, that common solution. So I know that um, you've been doing this for a while, so you definitely have some more insight than some of the um, guys straight out of high school. But can you tell me, and especially, you know, attending a prestigious school like Villanova, how do you find the time to, you know, balance your workouts and your practice, your studies, and, you know, being able to have a little bit of a social life in there? Uh, I'm very fortunate because um, even though it, it – took about 18 credits a semester for a few semesters at the end of my undergrad. Um, right now I'm only taking about nine credits per semester because you only need six when you're in grad school to be considered full-time. So I only have class a few days a week from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, so, so for me it's not as difficult to find that time because I have um, – so when we have workouts or practice at 8 in the morning, you know, I have until from, – from after that's over – until 6 p.m. to, you know, watch more film, to go get another, to go get more work in, to go get treatment, um, to do homework. I have plenty of time throughout the middle of the day to get it all done. So if there was one thing that, you know, you could maybe, you know, give a piece of advice to, you know, either a kid coming out of high school playing or, you know, someone who's, um, you know, just a fan of the game overall, you know, what, what, what advice would you give to them, you know, especially – in a time like this where, you know, it's so uncertain in the coming practices and when we're going to be able to see guys on the field again? Yeah, as far as, as what to do right now, um, I don't think there's really any advice that anybody can give uh, that that's, that's going to be on the dot because everyone's so unsure right now of, of what the future holds and, and what's going to happen over the next few months. Um, so my one thing is I'd say expect football to happen because I'd rather go into the fall in shape or in like if, or in the best shape I can with with the um, resources that I have because uh, you, you don't know if we're going to have a season or not. So you want to be prepared going into it uh, rather than and be out of shape and have to get in shape in a week and it's not going to be fun. Um, if it were a regular time, my advice would be, um, you know, stay on your grades because you, that, that could be the factor of a school taking you over another kid. Um, if, if their evaluation of your talent is somewhat similar, somewhat even, um, it could be grades that, that gets you that bump. So, you know, stay in your books, get good grades. Don't have, if coaches don't have to worry about your grades, they'll love you. Well, I'd just like to thank you for coming on today. I know uh, we all are going to be excited to take a listen and, you know, uh, take in everything you had to say. And, you know, I just want to thank you again for coming on and sharing your experience with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in to the Four Verticals podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms and share with your friends and family. Next week, I'll be joined with Sacramento State quarterback Kevin Thompson.